0: Welcome to Mormon Book Reviews, where an evangelical encounters the Restoration. I'm your host, Stephen Pinecker, and I'm very excited to have a returning guest, David Boyce of 52 Churches in 52 Weeks. And one of the main reasons I'm having him back on is we're going to talk about the YouTube channel, but I also want to talk about his book, 52 Churches in 52 Weeks, which, by the way, folks, we're doing the drawing. Um, Right now, the deadline, I've extended it to December 15th, Okay. Um, so try to get your entry in there. I got an email in the description. You send it to mormonbookreviews at gmail.com. In the subject heading, make sure you put down book contest, and then in the uh, email itself, leave me your name and address, and you will be entered for, this, for the newest book contest for the book.
1: Jeff, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me on, Steve. I said Jeff. David, welcome to the program. <laughs> You're you're flying high from the Hello Saints uh, video. That's I think so. That's
0: probably it. <laughs> That's great. So I uh, I think first of all, this is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, you're 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 on this journey. You're doing your YouTube channel, and I want to talk about your YouTube channel. But really, part of the reason I wanted you to because there's a lot of new developments with your channel. That Community of Christ video they came out caused a bit of a stir, and I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, But I I do want to talk about this book because I finally, the last time I interviewed um, David, I hadn't got a copy of the book yet. And once I got it, I read a few chapters and I I said, first of all, he's a very good writer. Um, He tells the stories. He's very descriptive in how he talks about the different churches he goes to. And it's just a, a really, really well read interesting book for those of you who are interested in, in reading and studying other churches and denominations this will be a great resource so i want to talk about that so this book we talked a little bit about you know the book and where it came from but i, I guess the question i have for you is first of all w- um we'll just start with the most basic idea uh what made you yeah. decide to this book we're gonna let's talk about that again
1: oh gosh uh a lot of different reasons when i first started it So. um just was going, like, there's just a variable of reasons going on at the time in my life. And, um, you know, I had a falling out with my one true church, as it was called back then. Um, You know, I I had a lot of friends that had fallen away from their churches. I just was another millennial that had just given up on church. And it's like, I kind of fell into that spiritual, but not religious camp, you know, that everybody kind of falls into nowadays. And it just felt like I felt like I was missing something. And so I uh, decided to do, try a new church each week. And, you know, it was just small. Like I was just going to the nearest church by me. It was just, uh, you know, a block and a half away from me. And uh, as time rolled on, it just got more and more and more, more interesting. And the, the further out that I would drive to um kind of see what other churches were all about, the more kind of exciting it got. And then it's like, all right, well, what can I, what can I do with this? And uh, so that's kind of just all kinds of variable reasons. And uh, I kind of figured, and and I write in the beginning of the book, it's like, I had a a good first date that was going, and then it just kind of died off when religion started to be talked about. And it just kind of got to the point too, where it's like, all right, well, let me try and understand a little bit more about different religions different churches um what can i do with my own faith and it just kind of took off from there so what's interesting is actually uh there's a point
0: in here where you uh, you you actually visited the baha'i temple on the north side of chicago is that correct and That's that right. actually was interesting because that caused you to go in a different direction like you went there and you realized you know i think i'm just going to stick with christian churches but you had an interesting experience at the baha'i temple maybe talk a little bit about that
1: yeah well it's uh like, in the beginning of that chapter, like, I'm writing about, I think about Star Wars with church and stuff like that, with Jediism. Um, but, like, when I, when I first was starting it, like, I wanted to try different type of religions. I wanted to test out, like, what's it like when it comes to Hinduism and Sikhism and just all different types of faiths out there. Um, so, like, the last stretch I was going to do, I was going to do that. But it's like, with the Baha'i faith, it's like, I just... I felt like I couldn't do it justice if that makes sense because like I, I'm very open. Like I'm, I'm Christian. Like I believe in Jesus Christ. And it's like, I just couldn't veer away from that and just kind of decide, okay, well, I'm going to just focus on the Christian churches and I'm not even going to, tr- like, I'm going to stay in my own lane, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, but it's like, I, I tried out a couple different ones. Like Scientology, Baha'i, not necessarily Christian, like I even tried an atheist church, and uh, just you know no one was there from when I visited, but um, it's like I, I I had to be I had there was a certain void if I didn't go to a Christian church. and it was it's hard to explain, but I just needed that when I was doing it.
0: You know that was was also was interesting is that you actually Name all the churches you go to, except for two of them mm-hmm. in this book. Maybe talk a little bit about those two churches and why you chose not to name them.
1: I think uh, there, there was a, I know for, uh, there was a Catholic church I went to early on. And it was diff because like my best friend at the time, like he had grown up very Catholic. And he had a very, he had a falling out uh, with his church as well. And just due to the service and everything that I experienced, it just I couldn't I couldn't say anything good about what happened there. So I decided, well, there's still good people within that church. so i I didn't want to name the church per se. Um, there was another independent Pentecostal church I went to that, um, that was a struggle for me, too, because it was just so um, prosperity gospel based. And like it to me, it didn't represent the Pentecostal church as a whole, that charismatic movement. Um, so I, I know I didn't mention them by name just because I couldn't do justice to a, a denomination just based off one church visit. so that
0: that was what you may decide to do. Okay, so then there's like um, you also mentioned that there's because you you the one true church. You also mentioned in here, but you didn't mention their names. Oh yeah, that. that was of course would be would have been the one true church of your of your youth. Would that be correct? That's
1: right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I thought it was interesting. So you were very careful. Like maybe you felt like, okay, it's probably better. I don't, I won't, maybe you're not going to be fair to them, or maybe because it hit too close to home for the other one. You didn't want to talk about it, which I totally understand, you know, because this is part of your journey. This is what's so fascinating is that you got, this is as much as autobiography, much like your channel is this book is an autobiography of you. You're telling your story and, and it's, it's also part of your spiritual journey, which is what I find so fascinating. It's not just some, you know, uh, annual, some kind of encyclopedia about different churches. It's literally your story weaved through every Sunday and every church that you go to and the experiences that you have. And I I, I imagine that, I mean, I guess the question I have for you is is after you've written the book Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and after, and of course this all sprung out of a blog, which we talked about, you know, in the past and you wrote the book and now you're doing the YouTube channel. Where would you say you are spiritually now Mm
1: -hmm. from where
0: you started out out at? How's your walk with Jesus?
1: Uh, it's the, the fun thing when I'm doing this, and I, it's hard to explain because it, it's almost like when I'm I'm doing a different type of church visit each week. It's like, to, and I have mentioned in the in the last interview, kind of the the cardinal aspect with things. Like I just feel much more spiritually attuned with Christ, and it's a spiritual thing. It's a faith thing. You can't really explain it so much um and this one that i'm doing with the youtube series is just completely different than what i did in the book because that was eight years ago like it was a completely different world back then like even in my when i did my week one visit for the one i'm doing right now it's like i'm mentioning it's like you know we had you know all these riots we had covid we had you know all the political turmoil um you know with trump and biden and all that kind of stuff and it's just a very different world nowadays mm. as i do this now for 2022 so um yeah it's with, with my my with my walk with christ it's it's an ex there's excitement with it like there is this burning passion while i'm doing this because like i don't know what i'm going to walk into um But even then, like even with the churches, like the churches are very different too. Because like when I did it the first time, I was basically spectating. Like Mm -hmm. uh, I I didn't want to say a whole lot to a lot of people. And for this one, like I'm being very open. I'm talking with a lot of people and I want to understand more about the people, you know. And I I feel like the conversations I've had with people doing this, with the YouTube series, and and I, I try and stay away from, um, you know, showing you know people's faces with the channel or anything like mm-hmm. that, because th- the main thing when I go to these visits is number one, I want to worship, like I want to to praise God, and the the whole like the big gist of it right now is like I want to show to people, especially those who have been unchurched, who may have been hurt by their their lifetime church. That just because you had one falling out with a particular type of denomination or whatever you grew up in, like there's there's other options out there too, and that's not worth uh, giving up on faith entirely. And I, I think I've had some people that have commented where it's like, you know, I'm really glad to kind of see the different churches that are out there because who knows? Like uh, I've done trucker churches and biker churches and veterans churches and uh, deer hunters church service like there's options out there for people and it's it's kind of fun just to see what what's out there
0: yeah yeah and and you know that's so you know it's it's, it's telling me yeah eight years is a long time between the book and think how much our world has changed think how much you've changed my goodness, you know, uh, yeah, I can imagine. So, so this—if this book was written today, it would be a much more different book than this one, you know, <laughs> because of yeah, everything yeah. that the world has changed and your perceptions have. And why do you why do you suppose suppose that from when you wrote the book, you were just kind of there as an observer? That this time you're going to be doing more interacting with them. What made you decide to make that that
1: choice? Uh, that's that's a good question. I think I just been I've been trying to be more open with people. And you, I think you, said, early, you said you're kind of introverted a little bit too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Like one-on-one conversation, like I can talk to you all day. But it's like if you put me in a group setting, and like I'm not going to be the person that's going to lead the conversation. Like that's just not me. um But when I do the one-on-one conversation with people and members, and just kind of get understand a little bit about their church and a little about a little bit about the backstory behind the churches. Like there's just so much depth. There's excitement from people that you talk to, and uh, that's that's where really that's where I really find the gold. I feel like. So, uh, this being a book channel, um, Mormon book reviews,
0: and of course you're also a YouTuber. When are you going to write the book? Called <laughs> fifty-two
1: churches, fifty-two weeks YouTube channel and your experiences. Oh boy. Uh, not sure. Not sure if I'm going to do that. It, it, it was interesting because, like, I never, I never imagined doing a YouTube channel. And sure, Steve, I'm sure you'd never imagine yourself doing a YouTube channel either, um, because when I started mine, I was just, I was just bored. <laughs> Pandemic, you know. Um, but I, when I was doing the channel, it's just like I found myself like, like I'm still talking about this church journey from seven, eight years ago. Eh, let's do it again, you know? And um, I, I feel with YouTube, it's just a different type of medium, a different type of platform where you can, where I could show more. Like I can show a little bit about, okay, here's 30 seconds. Here's a minute. Here's two minutes of what worship sounds like. Here's a few images. So I feel like the YouTube has been really helpful in terms of showing the variety and the different types of churches and what they do and how they worship because it's interesting like I, I I started playing around with shorts with YouTube so I'll just do a real quick minute worship short and if you like line them all up and you put a Unitarian Universalist church next to you know a non-denominational church next to Jehovah's Witnesses next to a trucker church and you hear all these different types of songs and hymns back to back to back it's so buried there's just so much variety with how different churches worship.
0: A good point. That's very interesting. I'm glad you're sharing those. I've listened, I've saw seen some of those clips. Uh, again, check out his channel. And this is the thing too. I know a lot of you uh, watch David's channel because of his work that he's done with the church, of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, as well as some of the other groups that we're going to be talking about as well. Uh, but I want to encourage you if you want to learn about other churches and some kind of cool niche churches and just, it's it's a fascinating channel. I think it's a great intro because like, you know, like i mentioned to you before, I mean, my knowledge of not only Mormonism is pretty extensive, but it it is in one sense about a, d, d, religion, in particular Christianity, pretty much. So it's so funny. You walk into those church doors knowing nothing about what they believe. I walk into those, I, I in many of those places, I've never walked in their church doors, but I know everything they believe. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, we're both on a similar journey and we're just do, doing it from completely different opposite directions. That's why I find you, you and your channel and your book so fascinating. But I am wondering... If maybe the book that you should write, because again this is a book review show, is about the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints and Restoration, I'm wondering if you should do a book about that. Maybe you're encountering with the Restoration of Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints because that's kind of where the more, more interesting stuffs happened with your channel. Is that yeah. uh, you you were you attended for two LDS wards, two separate services? That's the only time you had done that. And now you've since also attended a Community of Christ service, the Historic Stone Church in Independence, Missouri. And you just recently this weekend, and we're going to talk about each one of these this past weekend, you just you went to South Bend, Indiana, and you visited a Pentecostal church, Berkeley Mormon believing Pentecostal church called the Church of Jesus Christ. Is that correct?
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: That's just awesome. So we got to talk about all this. So first of all, let's yeah. just go back and talk a little bit about your experience with Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints. Because you tell me, we were talking on the phone the other day that well Thursdays I put aside for this for the Sister Missionaries when I talked to them on the phone. So the, you literally are talking to the church as you're doing this show. They're following up. They're talking with you. How are those conversations going?
1: Yeah, uh, they, they've been uh, really, really uh, beneficial to, for me to understand a little bit more about LDS. Um, because like I mentioned this, I think before with church follow-up, like LDS is very like, I, I go to all these different churches and I'm very curious, like a, it, the 52 churches in 52 weeks is a spiritual experiment, but I have all these like little mini experiments within it. And I, I never intended to do that. It just kind of happened. And one of the things that I found most fascinating was the follow-up that churches will do and the the thing that was really interesting to me was with LDS with the missionaries was they followed up with you like they and it wasn't so much i i say to get you into the book of mormon as opposed to your relationship with jesus christ so that's where i found it very intriguing and they don't um the, the follow up is just always there whereas other type of churches um they'll send you an email, they may send you a card, and then it's up on you. It's up to you then, basically, uh, just to follow up up with them again. So with my conversations, um, it's always kind of like, you know, we chit chat, and we typically will then, and the sisters or missionaries, they will typically give me like something that they're focused on. Uh, One week, it was with temples. Uh, Another time, it was with, um, you know, Levi, or, or I'm sorry, Lehi. And like uh, Garden of Eden and all that kind of stuff. So, um, like, like I, I like to understand. I like to listen. I, I'm not trying to be judgmental. Um, I'll listen, and I, I I appreciate the time and the follow up that they have given me uh, to understand it. Uh, and I've told them myself where it's like I, you know, I'm not like like I'm I'm kind of I'm almost like a tire kicker, you know, when it comes to buying a car. And like, I'm not, I don't see myself converting per se, but like I find just so much interest and an intrigue when it comes to um, the backstory and especially the pioneers. So I'm like Steve, I, I remember like you had mentioned, like you had like, you kind of identified with a younger Joseph Smith in, in other interviews. Uh, like I kind of identify a lot with those pioneers And I can kind of see myself kind of grouped with them um, as I learn more about the history and stuff. So, um, but yeah, there's just so much intrigue because the the church nerd and the history nerd, as I go to these, as I learn a little bit more about the people, that's the, the people, the pioneers, the people that would based off their faith would travel out west is what really, really intrigues me. And that's why I feel like there's this fascination where it's like, I want to know more, which is strange because with all these other churches, I haven't really sat down with as much. Yeah,
0: you know, my mom, I remember we were talking,
1: she had read a book about
0: the Mormon pioneers, his novelization was based on true events. And she said, Steve, she said, these people they sacrificed everything so that they could go build zion and and it's like this is what they were doing this is what they believed and you can even if it's not your faith tradition you can still be inspired by this heroic trek this hero's journey this story that these people were on
1: uh, that, that's exactly it yeah that's exactly it yeah.
0: And so that so unless you have a, a stone cold at heart and you hear these stories, you cannot help but be touched by these stories and the sacrifice they make. And it's and, and also as Americans, it's it's a very American story because it's about settling the West, the pioneers and all this. And so there's so many things that would resonate with people who are like into American history uh, and people who, you know, like that kind of stuff. I mean, there's so much there. That's why there's culturally so many touchstones that the Mormons share with evangelicals in many ways. Yeah. Like so, said. Um, I, um, I just so I think, folks, that's the key thing because you know, I, I do. You and I get comments, and Jeff McCullough gets comments. I see. I read some of the comments I get, and you get, and there are people who don't quite get what we're doing right? And oh, yeah. it's on both sides. It's Christians and LDS. And, and it usually tends to be people who are kind of just very focused very narrowly. And and I'm not criticizing them because that's the world where they're coming from. But I, I sometimes think a lot of people misunderstand what we're doing. It's not, you know, is it, maybe talk a little bit about that. Have you had that experience where people kind of
1: misunderstand or don't quite get what you're doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I've heard it often where, uh, I think a lot of people are very black and white, especially on our more kind of evangelical Protestant side. Um, because the you know you often hear the one word cult, and I hear that quite a bit. And I'm like, no, I, I don't see that at all. like i I've heard I've heard some of the the bad stories. I've heard the Mormon stories. like there's different, like I'm not like, Going all positive on things, like I'm kind of taking a look at all sides of it. And um, that said, though, like I like the thing that intrigues me as well is just the fruit, you know. Like there's a lot of good that has come out of um, the LDS movement and everything that has happened from that two hundred years ago. As I learn more and more about it. So it's like, it's hard for me, even though I may not necessarily agree with it, but there's just so much, there's so much good that has happened from it and bad. But like, I want to understand a little bit more about that. And, And again, I'm not going in this in terms of, you know, oh, it's all good and rainbows and glitter and sunshine. Like I came from a church where they claim to be the one true church as well, and that ended in disaster for myself. So even with ex-LDS, like I have empathy, I have a heart for, for those that have been hurt by the church as well. So for me, it's like it's hard for me to completely subscribe to it, but I see good from it, too. It's a very complicated kind of
0: issue. It is very complicated, but I think what makes us very similar people is that we both were hurt by the church. I was—I mm-hmm. became an atheist for a very long time, so I know what it's like to be an atheist, to leave Christianity, to also what it's like to be kind of like an ex-Mormon, because I would have been in that same kind of world as well. And, um, yeah. I also realize that when, people, when there are people from our side that criticize the LDS church by telling the bad stories of people that left... I would be like, yeah, but there's a lot of bad stories that people could tell about the tr- when they left our churches too. So we so it's yeah. fair to just turn a blind side to one side and only focus on the other because it's just as much on our side as it is any
1: is with anybody else. Yeah. It's a church. It's it's full of people, and people are sinners. And I'm a sinner and I screw up too. Um nobody's perfect, that's for sure. Yeah. And and I think, I think some of the best churches that I've visited have been those that have been the most authentic where it's like, we don't have everything right. We're not perfect. We're not the one true, like I wouldn't say they wouldn't say that we're not the one true church, but they're very open about, we mess up. Mm, Those those are the churches that I really can identify with because it's not one of those, um, you know, we're perfect, follow us, that kind of stuff. Sure. Sure. So now you've had
0: your experience at church Jesus Christ latter of Latter-day Saints. Mm-hmm. You, get a, you get a huge response, a lot of people watching your channel, subscribing to your channel, watching those videos, commenting. And then a couple of weeks ago, and I, I remember recommending to you, said so now go when you get out to Independence Missouri, make sure you go visit the Stone Church. Tell us what happened.
1: Yeah. So um I, I really wish I had visited during another weekend. Uh, I'll say that at first because like I was really excited because um like, when I did the first book, like, I found a lot of intrigue about some of the most beautiful churches in the United States. So, like, I visited the Washington National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., uh, the, the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception, um, the Chapel of the Holy Cross in Sedona, Arizona. Like, I just found just this beauty in terms of how churches would preach through the building and through the architecture. So I was doing that for this visit. And even even before we talked about that, Steve, like I had seen the community of Christ Temple, and it's just this swirly little thing up there. And I'm just I looked at that. I'm just like that is so interesting. So over time, um, you know, learned about the temple a lot. And if you're a Protestant or you're a Catholic, you probably had never heard of it before. I never had. And everything about this temple lot and this plot of land, and even going in, I just was like, what is this all about? Like, what's the deal? And, you know, you learn about um, just the different types of branches of the restoration. They're all kind of surrounding it. And uh, I was learning a little bit about the Platts of Zion, I think it's called, and just how they had the, everything art- well, maybe you know more than I do. Like twenty-eight temples they were yeah. planning to do in Independence.
0: Yeah, it was going to be. Yeah, it's and my friend David oh. Hall actually talks a lot about it on uh, on uh, Gospel Tangents. The 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 main plan of what they were doing. Yeah. There was going to be one temple. There would be twenty-eight temples. But yeah, they this is the only one though was that was plotted out and kind of like that Joseph Smith identified. You know, literally like the, the where they put the cornerstones and stuff. Oh my
1: goodness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, so when I started. Understanding a little bit more about that, it's like okay. So so I got there, you know. It just was like there weren't many people around that Sunday morning. It was just me, and I think I saw three other tourists that morning, and then maybe another three in the afternoon. And that was like it. Um, I, I think I saw most of the people. Like there was a bus for the LDS Visitor Center, because I I took a trip in there too, and that was really interesting to see. I, I think I may do like a, a quick you know, seven, 10 minute video on that eventually here. Um, but yeah, with the community of Christ, I was like, okay, I want to understand what a church that is a restoration church, that isn't the church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints in Utah. What is another type of restoration church like? And I uh, decided, okay, well, community of Christ, like I'm going to make a nine hour drive because this has to be one of the, the most thriving congregations. And I just walked in in one that uh, just wasn't what I had planned. And like in my video, it's like I didn't, after the church, like my first, like I usually do my videos where, okay, here's what I am like before I walk in, if I get there early enough, here's what the service looks like, a real quick minute of what that looks like. And then here's some thoughts that I took away from the service. And for the most part with these videos, like I wanna be very uplifting. I wanna show the beauty of these churches. And I just walked into one that, um, where they were, um, like they were going through struggles. They were going through, uh, some pains and trying and some reorganization in itself. And I just walked out of that one where it's like, well, w- w- what's good that I can take from this? And it was more of a, all right, well, these are churches that are struggling. I, here's maybe a way that I can address it. And the hymn that they played, uh, I think was Fanny Crosby, I think is her name. And now in this moment, so I kind of end the video on that. And I I hope I did it justice because for a church that has been around for as long as they have, um, I I hope I did something good from that. Because if they are looking to reorganize uh, that church, like I I, I really appreciate that I was able to kind of see what that was all about. And you had also mentioned that
0: uh, there has been a minister from the community of Christ that's actually reached out to you uh, to kind of maybe talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. With Thanksgiving weekend, we weren't able quite to to touch base with the holidays, Uh, but I I still want to do that eventually. Good, good. Yeah.
0: And and you even said that you would like to eventually get back out there to maybe tell another story, perhaps a story that might be more positive uh, next time
1: you get out there. Yeah, of resurrection.
0: Yeah, resurrection.
1: because like the way that I even end my book and the kind of the thing that I walked out most was, you know, with the Christian life, it's one of death and resurrection. Because when a part of you dies, rise to live again. And like with whatever that we do in life, and it, it doesn't need, necessarily need to be a church, but it can just be our, our own personal lives. Because when you get hurt, when something happens to you, when tragedy strikes, like there's a certain part of you that that can die with yourself. And with with Christ, it's just it's so transcendent. not just physical resurrection, but then also like a spiritual resurrection, even in yourself. Uh, they can take away from that. How do you, and, and that's where, really where the faith can really kind of reach out and spark into the entire world? So I, I'm hoping with that with that church, like they're able to to take something positive and, and build into something new. Uh, because, yeah, I didn't want to go into that church and kind of see uh, some of the difficulties that they were going through. I, I went in there expecting, hey, this is going to be this is going to be a church. Like, I can talk about this great commission-wise in terms of here's some really great things that are happening. And uh, it was just a transitionary time for them. Yeah, but
0: I also think it was an important service for you to attend because there are many churches that are having these conversations about... Right. Consoli- shutting down, consolidating, combining congregations. This is something that's very common in the main- mainline Protestant world, which is kind of what the community of Christ is, is in. So you kind of got to his- it kind of re- witness history as well. It's maybe yes. not, it's a sad chapter in their history, but like you said, as Christians, we believe in hope and resurrection. So from death can come life. So that is also another way to look at it as well. We should be optimistic no matter what. Um yeah. so the other thing is you just recently this past weekend um went and visited. Now I think I'm familiar with this church. <laughs> <laughs> this this is my the, the, I call it this is Church Jesus Christ. Some call it, people call it the bicker tonights, but they're church Jesus Christ. And I say, them's my people. Um I've 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 met with them, I've worshipped with them. I had dinner with the president of the church a few weeks ago. I'm good friends with the president's son, Josh Gailey um and i i said you know you got to get out check out uh, Alfonso, brother Afonso's church now unfortunately he wasn't able to be there that weekend that's he's one of the um people in the church there who's been on my program but you were able to get out this past sunday uh to visit the south bend congregation of the church of jesus christ i just want you to, yeah. pre- to, to give me a little bit just a little
1: <laughs> preview of what this episode is going to be about yeah So uh, like, I really appreciated it. I I think we were were talking on the phone about it where it's like, you know, sometimes like you're trying to find, you hear about these restaurants, like they're a hole in the wall. Like it doesn't look like much from the outside, but inside like they have the best burger in town, best pizza. Like if you want something good, you come in there. And that's kind of what I got from, from this church visit because yeah, it doesn't look like much from the outside. Uh, but just the passion, like I got so many hugs, Steve, at this church. Uh, it was, it was fantastic. Um, so uh, they they warmly greeted me, um, just uh, laid hands on me, prayed for me. And like, I, I did it as well for them because uh, just the, the passion and like, I never had been to a church before where it's almost like you can take requests for what kind of hymns that you want to sing. And what was the number of the
0: very the very first hymn number? What was it?
1: (laughs) They they had one hymn and then they called out hymn fifty two. Hymn (laughs) fifty two, which is you know fits within my own YouTube channel there. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. (laughs) So, but it it was interesting too because like uh, like members, uh, you could take a moment to to give testimony. You could stand up in the church and mention what you want to pray about. And I think one thing with all these church visits that I've done, and I was talking to them about it too, where it's almost like with, with a lot of the bigger churches, with a lot of non-denominational kind of churches, like you almost go there as a spectator. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's certain people where you like, you may have been participating. You may have been volunteering for a church and you got burned out and Sometimes you just need to get lost within a church body for a little while. That's better than not going to church at all or losing your faith. Hmm. Hmm. Um, With here, it was like you could give testimony and you were part of the church service, you know, and you were an active participant from that standpoint. And uh, there's not many churches that I've been a part of that have done that. So there was a certain beauty from that as well. Because what you're saying is part of that church service. You can give a little mini sermon yourself um, where it's very um, influenced by the Holy spirit and what's inside of you and what's in your heart and what you've taken away from, you know, what you've been reading in the Bible as well. So, or scripture, or in in that case, pork of Mormon. So. Like I, I centered much more on the Bible aspect just because I'm not familiar as much with the Book of Mormon, but um, yeah, it was just a very unique service. And it was probably one of the first type of Pentecostal type of services, which is strange because it's, it's a restoration church too, where like, like I didn't hear anything about tithing. I didn't hear anything about money. It was about Christ, you know? Mm so that that was really impactful
0: okay yeah see that's why I was struck the very first time so I've been to a few services been to two separate congregations and I didn't realize how much how touched I was by that church until I started telling somebody about my experience in the service and started crying I didn't realize how blessed I was until I actually started articulating what had happened and it was it, it was an impactful thing on my life but also was in, the impactful thing too was now i don't know if you know much about their hy- one of their one of their hymnals it's as of right now it's an unofficially one of their hymnals it's called the songs of zion and this was a hymnal that was super yeah. inspired a hymnal the entire hymnal was and it's they
1: were t- they were telling me it was written by i can't remember her name a- arlene, or something.
0: Arlene, arlene buffington i had her daughter come on and talk about the history of that hymnal really? okay i want to see that
1: episode you gotta watch it
0: it's amazing yeah because uh
1: they they were telling me where it's like people have come to you know try and buy some of the songs and they're like no this is not going to be copyrighted like this is this is going to be used to sing worship to god this is going to be a church where we can use these songs and not have to worry about money or anything like that like this is this is the church part of it so yeah, yeah. you have to send me a link on that. Oh yeah, <laughs> you
0: got to watch my interview because it was actually my conversation with Apostle Patrick McKay, who's with one of the Restorationist groups based in Independence. He yeah. started telling me this was before I even started my channel, before I recorded my first video. He starts telling me about this 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 uh, story, and I'm just blown out of the water. And it was at that moment where I the trajectory of my channel changed. Because originally it was supposed to be secular and scholarly, but I recognize, oh, the spiritual can also enter into the into it. And a lot of a lot of people who are doing what I'm doing, they stay away from the spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the because the, you know, they're focused more on the historical stuff. And I'm like, you know, we're dealing with a church. We're dealing with churches. We're dealing with believers where supernatural yeah. manifestations happen. And we shouldn't shy away from them. Now, again, not everybody, that's not everybody's comfort zone, but I believe I was kind yeah. of set up for this because I'm, comf- I'm comfortable talking about those things. So I was like, okay, we're going to have spiritual stuff happen on this show. And I even had a Mormon, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, go to me and say, I watch your channel because at any moment the Holy Spirit could show up and you bless me. the like,
1: mm-hmm. channel blesses
0: me. I'm like, okay. So it's something different. And there's yeah. something different about the Church of Jesus Christ that really struck a chord with me. And I was so glad you were able to get out there because I'm I'm a real big fan of that church. Did you feel blessed after walking out of that church?
1: Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, just uh, the, the love and the enthusiasm from everybody that was there. Like, they welcomed me as one of their own. And, you know, with a lot of churches that you go to, like, like I, I was telling them, it's like, all right, there, there's not many people... Here and it was Thanksgiving weekend, so a lot of people were traveling <laughs> anyway. So it wasn't as big as it as it typically is, especially with uh, Brother Alfonso um, on vacation uh, for that weekend. But at the same time, it's like with the few people that were there, I got to know every single person within that church. You go to a church where it may be ten thousand people, mega church. <laughs> right. You don't you don't know anybody by the time that you leave. So there's a certain sense of, okay, well, where did you get the most um, relationship? Where did you get the most conversation? Where did you get the most, um, you know, relationship with Christ in there? Where you could really kind of show each other what Christ is all about and that love. So, yeah, just very interesting just to see how that can work. Because sometimes, like, yeah, it may look great with the big congregations and stuff and the numbers. but sometimes, like those smaller congregations, are what you may need. So, mm. yeah, that's great. You know, and it just dawned on me. You're telling me these stories. You know,
0: you you travel basically. You 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 travel, attend the church service, and head back. And you do this when you can drive within driving distance in the Midwest. It just dawned on me. You like mentioned you went to Independence. That's a nine hour drive. So what yeah. time did you? how do you do this? Do you wake up? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you manage where you're going to drive that nine hours and attend the service? I mean, how, how does this work? What are the logistics? So
1: um, like, like it's all like, I've paid all my own money from this. Like, like I just hit like monetization with YouTube, but I haven't actually seen a dime from it. So I'm just paying out a wallet for myself on this. Like my books make a few sales, but it's nothing significant from it. Um, to me it's much more about living out your faith and if i'm doing something like to to me again it's just much more i feel more spiritually attuned because sometimes and maybe you felt the same way yourself steve where it's like sometimes you just don't feel like you fit in sometimes with a certain church sometimes it almost is like it's kind of nice to be a free agent Mm -hmm. sometimes a spiritual free agent um so with independence like i i drove nine hours there. I got a hotel that night. Okay. Um, but like, if I can do like the trucker church I did in Brownstown, Illinois, I drove, like I woke up, it was daylight savings. So that helped, but I think I woke up around two or 3 AM. Okay. And just got on the road early on. And in that video, you can kind of see, you know, me driving and all the trucks at night, and uh, for the South Bend visit, that was a four-hour 15-minute drive. So that I woke up early and just drove as okay. early as I could to be, you know, beat Chicago traffic because yeah. that's never fun to go through.
0: <laughs> you you drove right through my neck of the woods. I'm right in the middle, right yeah. in northwest Indiana. So you you drove you drove right by my
1: old neighborhood, I guarantee you. So yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the funny thing too, though, is like, I'm, I'm halfway done, but I've only used two days of vacation time for work. Like, You know, you I got just, my own job. You are a time management machine, man. I don't know how you do it. Apparently so. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm hoping I can actually take like a, a few vacation days here so I can go a little further out to kind of, because I want to do, my big one right now is I want to do Cowboy Church in Texas. Okay. So I want to make a drive out there at some point. Um if anyone, uh, if anyone is watching this part, like feel free to leave a comment if you have any requests.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Any suggestions? Like,
1: I'm always curious just to see what other people would want to see done, and it's like I can't guarantee I can make a drive out there, right? Um, but at the same time, it's always interesting just to hear what's out there.
0: You know, uh, one of the as we as we wrap this up, one of the most fascinating, interesting things that happened to me is I watch your trucker, a chapel church series of video, and. Yeah you show this clip and they showed it the service was the guy sang some songs and said a few words. And then we sat and watched a service from this church in <laughs> Bradenton, Florida. Yeah. Uh, the, the funny thing is folks, that is the, the, the Christian community. I live at that's the church that he, he watched the church service of the Christian community. I live in that trucker church is affiliated with the, with the church just right in my backyard.
1: Small world, right? It's crazy.
0: <laughs> but stuff like this happens all the time like when i see the picture of the pastor of the church who i know i have him in my cell phone i'm like oh there's pastor phil and of course he's he's going to show up on the screen because somehow some way my world is going to enter into the <laughs> it says it's crazy and what a journey we're both on man
1: yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: Think about this isn't it it's it's kind of cool isn't it to be able to do this kind of thing
1: yeah yeah it's fascinating just to kind of see it. so uh, as uh, as uh, Brother Frank was telling me at the Church of Jesus Christ, uh, just too blessed to be stressed.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: you know, and the other one, I'll tell you, a yeah. church
0: that's alive is worth the drive.
1: <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, well, I want to thank you so much, David, for coming onto the program, uh, relaying us your experiences that you've had since we uh, last talked, um, We your adventures with further adventures with you with the Restoration, uh, your sneak. Uh, we talk about the community of Christ, and of course, thanks for sneak peeking your your uh, upcoming video on the the South Bend Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, do you have any final words you'd like to share with the audience before we let you go?
1: Uh, no, well, really, uh, just uh, for everyone that has uh, left comments on my own channel, just uh, want to say thank you very much. You know, for all the love and the support. Um, you know, it's it's a spiritual experiment. It's a spiritual adventure, and uh, you know, I I hope people are getting something valuable. You know, and know, um, I try and be as unbiased as possible with the channel. And you know, sometimes, like we have our we're, we're a collection of our personal experiences. sometimes, you know we can't be perfect. Um, and sometimes I walk into situations where it's just not perfect, you know? Uh, but at the at the end of the day, it's like I'm hoping that people are getting something worthwhile out of it. So
0: awesome. Well, dude, we're gonna stay in touch with each other. I'm going, to, I'm going to keep trying to send you to different places. Uh, I'm really blessed by your channel. I think I've watched just about every one of your videos. I really enjoy what you do. Again, check out 50 Church Churches in 52 Weeks. Uh, I'll leave a link in the description if you'd like to purchase the book. Also, uh, don't forget to enter the book drawing contest. And also don't forget his YouTube channel, also by the name 52 Churches in 52 Weeks. I also want to remind you to don't forget to like and subscribe and hit the notification bell for when a new episode comes out. Also, for those of you who'd like to support the channel financially, there are links in the description to support us on PayPal, Patreon, as well as the merch store, mormonbookreviews.com, where we have hats, t-shirts, and etc. And all those are wonderful things. Every time we get some a purchase or somebody give, giving us a donation, we are really thankful for that. And also, just want to remind you, the most important thing is, remember
1: folks, all the voices of the Restoration will be heard here on Mormon Book Reviews.